0: for the week of August 28th, 2023. This is Diet Science with Dee McCaffrey. Dee's an organic chemist and nutritionist who lost 100 pounds by staying away from processed foods. She's now pursuing a doctorate in clinical nutrition, and every week on Diet Science, Dee covers a topic or two that's important for you and your family's health. This is your co-host, Michael McCaffrey. So, Dee, what's a topic for this week?
1: This week I'm just reporting on a name change in the medical community. Hmm. Um, and I also, I'm just prefacing by saying I, I'm, I'm going to expand a little bit on this. But um, there's a, a very common disease in America that has been called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have been diagnosed with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but apparently the the fatty word in that title of the disease is um in it's been found to be an insensitive word to use oh okay. and also i think it i think it confuses people too because even people who don't have excess body weight could have fatty liver disease mm. so fatty liver disease it was uh, you know that term was uh, describing a condition in the liver where um excess fat globules would accumulate there and then it would uh, create a swollen liver and then the liver cells themselves would you know if it got to be too bad it would basically sort of almost like choke them to death in Hmm. a way like the fat would sort of embed itself in the in the liver cells so that they couldn't function properly Hmm. and then that would cause sort of like a um, a death of the liver cells mm. and so it could turn into something like cirrhosis of the mm. liver which i think more people are familiar with that term cirrhosis so mm-hmm. so non-alcoholic fatty liver disease will now be called and get this metabolic dysfunction dash associated steatotic liver disease or m-a-s-l-d Oh my! I know. <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, you know, that's not very user friendly. <laughs> right, right. Right. I mean, I think even people who have been diagnosed with it, because I, you know, I run into, uh, you know, clients all the time, or even just students or people that I run into, you know, they'll tell me, oh, yeah, I got diagnosed with fatty liver disease. And I think it's just easier to say, can you imagine, you know, somebody being told you have metabolic dysfunction associated STIET? liver disease and then being able to talk about that in a normal conversation. It just mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it's I mean, I understand the the reason for the change mm-hmm. within the medical community. They are, you know, we are sort of tending toward being more sensitive to right. people's, you know, feelings about certain things and certain mm-hmm. words. And certain certainly the word fat is actually, you know, I did a I did a research paper on diversity and inequality in um in healthcare uh, especially around weight bias and it, it's an overwhelming um a percentage of doctors who have biases against people who are overweight mm. and so the word so when they surveyed patients the doctors using the word fat was the most negative word that was mm. uh, surveyed among patients and that they always felt like that that just automatically kind of put up a barrier there. Mm-hmm. So I think that because of that, the medical community is trying to change terminology and use different kinds of language around that. Hmm. Um, now, my interest in this is really you know, why I wanted to do the podcast because I thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about uh, non alcoholic fatty liver disease and what are some nutritional therapies that people could do you know it's just some easy simple things sure so So, you've had
0: clients that have had fatty liver i
1: have yeah Mm -hmm. i mean in in addition to you know if someone is overweight and they have uh if they have this condition then um obviously uh, you know adopting a healthier diet in general is going to help with this um but in reality what we're really looking at is supporting the liver so that it can function better because the liver is a fat-burning organ in the body as well. Mm-hmm. It does all the meta, um, metabolism of the liver, meaning that it helps to break down cholesterol and, and all of the fats that come in from the diet. Mm-hmm. And so it ha- it's doing a lot of work. And so if the liver is already burdened in some way, then it can't efficiently burn and break down fat from the diet so then all that fat just gets stored in the fat cells Mm -hmm. right so the idea of of supporting the liver so that it's going to work and be more efficient in its role and have a better fat burning metabolism overall you want to do things that are going to support your liver and one of the easiest ones is to drink uh, lemon juice in your water oh. because lemon juice is very helpful and supportive to the liver. Mm-hmm. We also have a couple of other things that are really easy. Uh, another, another one is eggs because uh, eggs that is, and specifically the yolk of the egg has something in it called lecithin. Mm-hmm. And lecithin is kind of like a degreaser in mm-hmm. a way in the mm-hmm. body and it can go into the liver and you know kind of scrub. But and kind of help to break up some of that stored fat that's in there. Hmm. Um, so that's one. and then of course, th- this seems to be the the overall therapy for pretty well any condition, and that is those dark green leafy vegetables. Mm-hmm. They are the, just the, the elixir of health for edi- anything that we need help with in our health go to the leafy greens to get it, you
0: know. (laughs) Well, I remember you mentioning lemon water in your Science of Skinny book.
1: Yeah, I called it the, um, I think I just called it lemon water, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I mean, that's been around for so many years. I mean, I learned about lemon water way back in the 80s from Richard Simmons when he wrote a book called Never Say Diet, and that was something he recommended doing. Hmm. He never associated it with the liver he just associated it with helping you with losing weight, hmm. but now that we have better information about how our bodies lose weight and what we how we need the liver to be working efficiently, makes sense that lemon water was part of that recommendation way mm-hmm. back then. And of course, that goes back even probably before him.
0: So. Right. So, um, just to give out some of the trade secrets, I mean, when you have, a, I mean, every every client is different, so. Um, But uh, lemon water, Um, what other recommendations do you have for those that have fatty liver?
1: Sometimes I also recommend something called (laughs) golden milk, which is a, uh, you can use any kind of milk. Uh, I typically recommend like almond milk or coconut milk, but, um, and you add uh, a couple of spices in them, turmeric, uh, cinnamon, cardamom. And then just a tiny pinch of black pepper, and this is uh, it's sort of an uh, ancient uh, Eastern Indian therapy. People do it just to, um, you know, as an overall body tonic. Hmm. But uh, the turmeric <coughs> in the uh, in it is turmeric is very a, a very powerful liver cleanser as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's something. So basically, you you heat the milk, you warm it up. It's like having oh. a warm milk before bed, kind of beverage oh. but you can drink it anytime during the day it doesn't have to be before bed hmm. but it's you know that's typically when it's recommended but yeah you warm it up and then you add the spices in and if you know if you wanted to add a little stevia in there too you could do that but right. um that's one thing that i typically recommend um and then you know depending on the what other types of uh skills and equipment people have um, I may recommend carrot juice if someone has a juicer mm. um because carrot juice always uh, also is very high in vitamin uh, beta carotene um which converts to vitamin a in the body and then vitamin a is very supportive to the liver mm. so that's another one that's pretty simple but even even just eating carrots um and then finally beets the red beet mm-hmm. um red the red beet is the most potent you could also do a yellow beet or what we call a golden beet, um, but beets are super supportive to the liver. And the great thing about beets is that you can eat every part of a beet. You can eat the root part, which we typically call the beet, um, and then the stems, and you can also eat the leaves. So you can chop up those leaves and um, either eat them raw on a salad or you could put them in a, a like a, bra- you could braise them, put them in a stir fry or something. Um, the stems are kind of, um, like a, almost like a red colored, thin, tiny celery. Hmm. They have that consistency, but you would, you, you would obviously want to chop those up too and braise them with the leaves. Um, but those can also be juiced. Hmm. So sometimes I'll, I'll buy the beets with all the stems and the leaves still attached, Because I'm going to use the beet root to just either eat raw or cook and have it in salads or whatever. And then I save the stem and the leaf part to do with my juicing.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
1: So beets are really good for the liver.
0: So every client is different. But when you uh, employ these type of um, interventions... I mean, how long does it take? Does it take a week, two weeks, a month? I mean, what have you noticed?
1: Everyone is different. So we have to, it's hard to give a specific timeline. Um, But, you know, people start to typically feel better within two to four weeks. Mm. um, And they start to tend to, uh, you know, lose some weight if that's what their goal is. So, yeah, actually, I have one that I've, worked with over the course of maybe two years now and um she's released quite a bit of weight now Mm, yeah uh, i think about a hundred pounds so you know i think and i think most of that she has released within the year first year and some months but now she's you know doing really well with maintaining and that was she had the fatty liver. That was one of the whole things we know of what we worked on with her. So
0: mm.
1: yeah. So her uh that condition has been reversed.
0: How about that?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, very cool, Dee. Um, anything more before we go?
1: Oh uh, no, I mean if anyone is interested, I can put a link to the um there was a, there actually was a study, research done to come up with this new term, which I'll just repeat again. Metabolic Dysfunction Associated Steatotoic Liver Disease, or MASLD is the acronym. Wow. <laughs> so That's if a- anyone's interested in reading up a little bit more on this, if you're into that, um, we'll put a link to that in there.
0: All right, Dee, thank you for another informative week. Diet Science is the official podcast for Processed Free America. We're a nonprofit dedicated to eliminating childhood and adult obesity through nutrition education of both young and old. You can catch this podcast and lots of other great podcasts and articles at ProcessedFreeAmerica.org.
1: This is Dee McCaffrey, and until next time, go forth and be healthy.